all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Wow. Church, welcome to the body of Christ. Real talk. Welcome to the body of Christ. Real talk. How are you doing today? Blessed and highly favored, I'm sure. Um, I would like to say hello to the saved and the listeners that are not saved yet. I'm sure you will be very soon. And you stay on this show long enough or listen to this show long enough, you're going to be saved. Because, you know, uh, I make sure that I try to explain salvation and, and life and things like that on the body of Christ. Real talk. Okay. Hot topic time. Hot topic time. Now, remember I said I have 20 hot topics I want to talk about. I think these are very important hot topics I want to talk about. I might even add a couple of more as they come, you know, but uh, I want to get into certain hot topics. If you want to know the topics that I talked about, go to my previous uh, shows. Uh, when I talked about uh, uh, mental illness, I talked about panic attacks and anxiety and depression. You know, there's some good stuff you can go back on and backtrack and uh, talk about that and everything. But what I want to talk about now on hot topic is marijuana, smoking, alcohol, drinking specific, smoking, cigarettes, snorting, cocaine, or whatever device that you're doing or struggling with. The reason I put emphasis on doing or struggling with because Later on, I'm going to give you, let you know that there is a difference. And you should or you might already know there is a difference between when you're struggling with a device and you're living with that device openly. And I'm talking to believers. And I know there's unbelievers listening as well. So take it. You're welcome to listen to it and take it as a grain of salt. You know, what I'm going to be talking about is something that, you know, you might be doing or you might not be doing or you know someone that is doing this. And they have a question. How did God look at a Christian, a believer that's involved with these type of devices? I like to just call it devices, okay? What I'm going to do now to bring you back up to date about what I'm going to talk about now is another controversial. I like get into controversial things because I believe the church sometimes, especially the church today, not the older churches, but the churches today. What I mean by church, I'm talking about church buildings and the body of Christ. 
because there's a different with that difference in that. Excuse me. And the reason I I say that because it's a lot of you know, a lot of churches, especially the mega churches and the new age church, I like to call them, are not going to address these issues. It will dwindle down their crowd and their followers. And this is just real talk, you know. And therefore, we need more people besides myself. And I'm not bragging about myself because I don't, um, you know, I probably don't talk about it enough. Or sometimes I just don't get into it, you know, on podcasts. I might talk to a person individually about it. But, you know, without without further ado, I want you to know I'm going to get into all of that, you know. Then I'm going to get in my next podcast and we'll start talking about another important thing, sexual addiction. Whew. That is home. Sexual addiction, you know, whether you're living that way or you're struggling with it, all sexual aspects, no holes barred, and the next hot topic that I'm going to get into, you know, so stay tuned for that. But right now, I'm not going to keep this one real long like I did with the panic and anxiety attacks. I, I don't think it needs to be real long because you, you will get some type of idea where I'm going. But what I will do, I'm going to read articles. And then different things like that. And mainly I'm going to be talking about different uh, things and whatever like that. Uh, uh, but with the struggler and the one that's living a lifestyle. And then I'm going to give you my opinion. And then I'm going to end it. What does the Bible say about there's certain things or whatever like that. We got to end it with the scripture. That's the final say. So is the Bible. Our opinions mean nothing. They could sound good. They could make sense. But when it comes to what the Bible thinks, well, I believe everybody really want to know what does the Bible has to say about a person that uh, smoke weed or call it cannabis or whatever, that drink alcohol, that smoke cigarettes and or, or you snort cocaine or whatever, whatever device it is, you know, what, how did God look at this? And I'm going to put an emphasis on when that question is asked is the most important thing that us as believers must catch is how that question is asked. Okay, say, Joe, what do you mean? I'm going to get into that. When a person asks, could a person go to heaven if they're doing these things? Or could a person, how does God look at a, a Christian or a so-called believer that does these things? Okay, there's a way to look at that. There's a way to uh, dissect that question. What I mean by that is when a person asks that, let me get that out there first. When a person acts, acts that, you have to understand if they're acting, would a person go to heaven if they're living that way or are if they're struggling? Because there's that's the difference between living it and struggling with it. Struggling means you're trying to stop it, but you know you you're falling back, you're having a hard time, you know, stopping what you're doing. Living it is when you're comfortable with it. You straddle. You're going to live there way and just say, well, as long as my sins are forgiven, I'm okay with that. You know, you have some type of conviction, but it doesn't convict you enough to try to even stop it. You can, but you like it more than, you know, whatever. So there is a difference. So when a person, when a question is asked, before we even answer, we ask the church or even individuals, we must ask, what do you mean? You're talking about a person that's purposely living that way, a person that would want to try to stop and want to know about that or how to God look at that. So it's, it's different ways. So we have to look at it that way. Okay, church? All right. Okay, I'm going to play some some clips that I played play before. 
and what they was, it was different ways that people uh, were somewhat looking at what they do and, you know, somewhat, I can say justifying what they're doing. And they meant it anyway. Then I'm going to tell you who these people are, you know. And uh, then we're going to go from there. So, and uh, the first of all, I want you to know that these people are fictional. They are fictional characters. These are fictional characters, but it is a real meaning. And they fix what I mean by fictional characters. These are fictional characters that I made up. The fictional characters that I made up. So you wonder if I interviewed these people or I'll listen. No, these are fictional characters that I created myself with a real meaning. Okay, I created these me with a real meaning. So I kind of altered the voices. This is me transforming as four different people. So yeah, that's the, that's a surprise. It is me if you didn't know it already. So it ain't it ain't people that I was talking to. You know, I'm going to have live people on there, but this is just fictional people that I transform or altered my voice to sound like someone else. But it is a real meaning what these people are struggling with or living with. So you'll know the difference of what, and then we'll get into that, okay? Then I'm going to say a little bit on that, try to keep it. As, uh, I don't, I'm not going to give it a, a time, but I'm going to let you just listen to it. So I'm just going to go through it. Not for a long time, but I want you to just hear uh, definitely. Now, this is my little G. This is one of my uh, announcers that I use as little G, okay? His explanation and what's on his heart. So you probably remember these. I'm going to play them again. These are people that's letting you know what they do in their lives, whether they're struggling or whether they're living this way. And what do you think about it? Let's go through these right quick. Man, yo, 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 I, I, I want to ask you a question, man. Uh, uh, you know, I, I just became a Christian. You know, I, I, I just got shaved. Uh, you know, but I, 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 you know, I, I, I smoke a pipe. You know, I, you know, I be smoking out of a pipe. You know, the the, the cannabis and marijuanas and stuff like that. And uh, I know you're gonna talk about that. And I was wondering, you know, what did God feel about that? You know, could you, could I keep? Doing that, you know, you know, smoking a pipe. I, I read the Bible, you know, and, and but sometimes I just need to be high. It, it relaxes me, you know. It makes me feel better, you know. And the Lord wants us to feel good, don't He? And, and you know, what 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 you say about that, man? You know, and, and you know, I might, you know, you know, what what do you have to say about that, man? You know, give me some talk on that, please, please. know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts it's the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches hensonshaving.com slash holiday it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. 
Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What do, uh, my name is Tommy, uh, Tommy Candlemas, and, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, I've been saved, uh, now for about seven years, and now I've been saved for about seven years, you know, and I'm saved by grace, uh, you know, I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe he rose again. I really believe that. I already know that I'm a sinner, so that I believe that. Uh, you know, and I, I live a pretty good life. I've got a good marriage going on. I have three kids, and, uh, you know, and uh, you know everything is going well. We go to a very good, decent church, and we have a lot of home study as well, mostly in our basement. You know, we have home study and stuff like that, you know. We do very well, and, uh, and, uh, you know, before I got saved, I had, uh, problems with my, my back and, uh, my had chest pains, you know, it was with my, um, it started with my back, it started with high respiratory problems that affected my lower, uh, lumbar in my back, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I just got saved, you know, I've been clean for a long time. I just got saved, you know. Before I got saved, I used to smoke, smoke pot. I used to smoke marijuana, you know. I, I was, a, I done dope, I, drew, I mean, you know, I sold a lot of drugs, you know, stuff like that. And I smoked a lot of marijuana, uh, snorted cocaine, and I done all that stuff. You know, I was out there, you know. So I was, I was, I was really known as the, the man to come to, you know, to put the squeeze on, you know, for us, drugs and stuff like that. So, you know, I was always really into that, you know. I had a lot of ladies, I had a lot of women, you know, stuff like that. That was my lifestyle, man. I was always a G-dog, you know. That's what I done. You know, you know, I was in like nice shape and everything, you know, and far as that, but I, you know, I, I love the marijuana. I smoked a lot of pot, man, more than I did the cocaine and all the other stuff, you know, I was doing. But when I uh, got saved, when I accepted Jesus in my heart and believed in his death, burial, and resurrection, you know, and I got saved and everything, and man, I got cleaned up, man, you know, you know, the Holy Spirit helped me through it and everything, and I was doing well, doing very well, man, you know, doing good and everything. I was clean, you know, uh, my first seven years of our salvation, you know, being saved and everything, you know, seven years was clean, but, you know, I started having problems with my, um, my lungs and I start having respiratory problems and stuff like that that uh, uh, lingered down to my back and whatnot, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, so I went to this uh, holistic doctor. I went to different type of chiropractors, holistic doctors, and, you know, because I'm not into the medicine or nothing like that, you know, I've been there, done that, you know. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I've been there, you know. So my wife, you know, we both went there and everything. But uh, one of the holistic doctors I went to recommended cannabis. I'm used to calling it marijuana or bowl, you know, somewhere like that. But they recommended cannabis for me. And I didn't know what that was. But I, when I find, I'd say, man, I don't want no drugs. I don't want nothing in me. I've been cleansed for that, man. By the grace of God, I've been cleansed. But, you know, they, they talked me into it. They gave me a little story, how the healing power, you know, even though they didn't believe in God, but they believe, you know, the, this is some natural that God made anyway for healing and stuff like that, you know. 
And, uh, you know, I said, well, that makes kind of sense. If God made it, you know, I heard about the uh, marijuana leaves and coca leaves and stuff like that. If God made it, I guess it's okay. But I was still kind of doubtful. But make a long story short, this is what I'm saying. Uh, they introduced me to cannabis. So, you know, I was kind of familiar with the, uh, with marijuana anyway. So it, I wasn't that much reluctant. So I just went out and just done it. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, start taking it and, uh, for my, you know, my, my lungs and stuff like that. And, uh, I was kind of, uh, about doing it because I'm saved now. There won't no, no kind of chemicals in my body anymore. None of that stuff. But I went on to start doing it. You know, it was okay. You know, I was taking it through some type of pipe at first or whatever like that, not smoking it the traditional way, you know, through, uh, you know, papers and stuff like that, sheets, whatever we used to call them then, rolling it up and smoking it until later. And then after a while, you know, uh, I felt that old habit coming back, man. You know, I felt, I felt good and I felt safe. I like it was okay because, you know, I'm saved, you know, and uh, I feel that, you know, what I'm doing it for now is, you know, it's outweighing my need I'm doing it because of the high now you know far as that you know I felt that battle within me you know and I felt the spirit of God telling me to slow down but at the same time I said man I'm you know I'm going to do that but I just kept getting hooked on it my wife kept telling me you need to slow down you get too much hook on it why is he rolling up marijuana next thing you know one thing led to another you know I started smoking marijuana again something I used to soul something I tried to get away from you know what I'm saying and I you know next thing I know I was just smoking it and smoking and everything, but at the same time, I'm still going to church, man. I'm still having Bible study now, man. I started having Bible study even though I was high, man. You know, and it felt good because I was preaching the word, I was teaching real good, man. You know, people said, Man, you sound good, you were strong that night. And I'm mad because I was smoking that, you know, that stuff to get on, stop back smoking my pot. So, you know, I, it was a struggle at first, you know, I'm kind of slowing down a little bit, but at the same time, I still hit it once in a while and I still just get into it and I just smoke that marijuana because it relaxes me, it does make my back feel better and my lungs feel a little clearer and stuff like that. I started getting reading studies on marijuana and stuff like that. They said marijuana is the least drug that will give you, that will, you can overdose on and stuff like that. You can't overdose on marijuana. I started looking up articles and different things like that and I started getting more confident in smoking this marijuana or cannabis, whatever you want to call it, as far as that and everything. So I feel this is a gift from God. I feel it's okay. At least in my flesh, when my spirit was saying it's not. So it's still a battle within me, you know, of doing that. But I just want to say right now, I feel it's okay, you know, because it is made by God, you know, and everything does make you feel better. I'm preaching as well. As long as I'm getting his word out, as long as people getting saved, you know, that's the important thing. As long as they're hearing the message the right way, rightly divided, that's what all that counts, man. So you make up your own choice. But I think marijuana is the most cleanest drug that a Christian can smoke and be all right with. It's okay for a Christian to do that, you know. It's, hey, man, I got to... You know, I'm laid back, I'm clear-headed, and everything has got a lot of data on that. So I'm, I'm with that. I think it's okay. I think it's okay for a Christian to smoke uh, cannabis, marijuana, you know, and it's not, you know, far as that. But you make your own choice. But I'm all right with it. God bless. Okay. You heard those uh, testimonies, okay. Uh, I played those because if you listen closely to those testimonies. Hold on one second here. If you listen uh, closely to those testimonies, it's always key words or key phrases that they might use and that will let you know if this is a person that's struggling 
and looking for a change? Or is it a person that's comfortable living with that device? Whether it's smoking marijuana, whether it's drinking, et cetera, like that, you know, that's that's going to be the key. That's, that's, that's going to be the key when you're listening to somebody that uh, is with a testimony. In my uh, introduction video, you know, I, I know I play four different type of fictional, um, emphasis on fictional characters and uh, about their situation. You know, three young men and uh, a young lady that uh, she smoked a lot and she done some drinking herself. And all of these are fictional in the way that they are Christians. They are part of the body of Christ. They are in the body of Christ, you know, but they're fictional characters. But my point is there are real people out there. There are real people out there that has this same type of testimony that's in the church. What I mean within the church, I don't mean the building. I mean within the body of Christ. There are real people out there with, you know, similar or same type of testimonies. You know, whether it's marijuana, whether it's, you know, different things. Whatever weight or device that they're having, whether they're struggling and want to change and want to be delivered, or they just know it's a problem, but they're comfortable with it because they like it. You know, whatever the addiction is, you know, whatever the addiction is. So, therefore, I want to deal with those type of things right there in a Christian's life. No, no, in a Christian's life, in a saved person's life. And, uh, you see, I can talk about that in the individual's life as well, you know. And you just take this as a grain of salt for yourself as well so you can know the difference. Only you know, besides God, only you know uh, what your situation is dealing with that. Okay, before I get started with this, I want to let you know that I am in an unsoundproof studio. As you can hear these cars going by, I'm at a library studio, and it does not have the best soundproof conditions. So you're going to have a lot of outside traffic, fast cars and noise, etc., and stuff like that, you know. So I just want to let you know up front. So therefore, I will try to talk as close as to, Mike, to the mic excuse me, as I can, so you can get some type of uh, understanding of what I'm saying. Okay. You heard those uh, those testimonies from those two, Little G, and uh, I think the other one name is uh, Canvas. And, uh, you know, you heard of those two characters. Now, those are fictional characters. They're not real characters, but they're just, uh, you know, characters that's, uh, you know. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates. 
given a testimony of either what they're doing or even what their struggle or something like that. It's up to you to know the difference. And what I'm trying to uh, put out here is to help the church and help people in general, the unsaved as well, to know the difference when a person is asking for help. Are they asking for help for a change or they're asking for help in a way that I don't really need it. I'm comfortable with it, you know, in other words. So you can either be asking for help to, for a change or you can just let you know that it's okay. So that, that, that's what I want to say. And that's, that's, that's what I want to say when a person asks you that. How did God look at those things? You know, how did God look at those things? You know, used to be, but it's not today. Excuse me. I have sinus and I get congested sometimes. So, you know, excuse me for my sinus problems. I have to clear my nostrils and stuff like that. Okay, let me digress. Usually... Once upon a time, I didn't really know how to answer that question. Not the question. My answer was always, man, you need to stop doing what you're doing, man. You're going to hell, you know. You're supposed to be walking to God. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're not supposed to be having that stuff up in you. You should always want to walk clean. That is my response. And that's not really a bad response, but it's just how you throw it out there. It's just how you approach a person when you come that way, you know. So that's, I probably would say something like that. Not so aggressively, but, you know, something like like that, you know. But the thing is, I might think I might be somewhat correct of what I'm saying, but at the same time, I'm not looking at the person's reason why they're asking, you know. And by me maturing in the things of God, maturing in the things of Christ, and uh, in my walk with Christ and everything like that, excuse that. That horn is so aggravating, but all kind of sounds go off. Uh, and, uh, you know, when it comes to that and everything, you know, I have grew in a sense that I know how to answer someone when they ask the question, you know, because I ask them a question. If I can tell the difference, it's up to us to train ourselves, and maybe this might help you out in the future, uh, 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 saved and unsaved, when someone asks that question. Now, the unsaved is not going to know too much about how God looks at this. They still kind of, I'm not saying you don't know, but you, you, you know, you can only go by so much because you're not spiritually discerning certain things but for a believer a believer needs to learn how to spiritually discern what a pe- person is really asking are they asking for help they want to be helped or are they asking are they just telling you that it's okay what they're doing and they, because they're saved by grace and their sins are forgiven and they feel it's okay not saying they are bad persons but this is what just the way they feel so that's that's what we need to try to differentiate when a person asks their question. You follow what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say now? And I think a lot of us believers need to uh, need to educate ourselves. I learned how to use the whole, let the Holy Spirit just let us know what is the person really asking. Because most, a lot of people ask questions. They say one thing, but they mean another. They say one thing, but they mean another. You know, okay, but both of them can be helped. You know, one just want to be helping the other one thinks, uh, you know, it's okay. I can deal with this anyway. I'm all right. You know, I don't think it's fa- it affect my salvation. Let me just put it that way. Now, I'm putting emphasis on believers, not the unsaved unbeliever. I'm putting emphasis on believer when I say that. Okay. 
All right. Marijuana. Let's deal with uh, marijuana. You could use this because the scriptures are going to be thrown out, thrown out there and let you hear. It can be uh, with any situation you struggle with, whether it's alcohol, whether it's pornography, whether it's whatever like that. Those things that I talk about, the different ways, it can go with either thing, any struggle or anything that you're going with, whether you're struggling or liking fornication, whether you're struggling or liking adultery, whether you're struggling or liking pornography, whether you're struggling or liking snorting cane or whatever whatever stuff you, you're messed up in, whether you're liking or struggling, anything, smoking cigarettes or whatever, marijuana, cannabis, whatever you want to call it, the Bible Scriptures relate to all that stuff. It might not say those devices or things or weights in particular and name, but you have an idea where God is going to go with this. Let me put that out front. But for now, I'm going to just talk about this, and I'm going to read some articles when it comes to smoking marijuana. You, I don't have to do too much on smoking cigarettes, and uh, but I'm a, I'm a, people smoke cigarettes. You know, Christians do do smoke cigarettes. You know, some struggle, some justify it. You know, but we just trying to find out what do God think about that? Is the God condemning a person, a believer, and the body of Christ for doing that? That's the question, and we're looking for the answer. Correct? We're looking for the answer with that. How do you think God deals with that? We don't want to stay on the think. We want to know what God feels about this. And the only way we can find out that is just go by his word. The God of the Bible can let you know what he feels about certain things without him. Without him. Let me say this carefully. The God of the Bible, through your spirit, believer, will let you know what he feel about things through his word without telling you exactly what you're doing and what he feel about what you're doing. Whether it's cigarettes, alcohol, or et cetera, or stuff like that. You don't have to say you he's okay with you doing it or he's okay with you not doing it when it comes to marijuana, smoking cigarettes, any type of device. If you know the transgressions and you know the laws of God and how God looks at the temple, that's your answer. You know, I'm just going to put it out there for you. So when I put this out there, you know, this is just what I'm putting out there. Some is my opinion, but the Bible does not have an opinion. The Bible has a lifestyle. Let me just say that. When the Bible talks about a body of Christ, it doesn't talk, talk to us in a, this is an opinion way. It talks about this should be our lifestyle. So just remember that when I get to the scriptures and you know, and I, you know the ones that are struggling, whatever like that, or living comfortably with this, you know, that ought to give you an answer right there. How, what does the word of God say about these things that you are doing and what I am doing, okay? You and I, you know, okay. All right. Okay, those two testimonies, Little G, he's smoking a pipe. Now, remember, these are fictional characters. I made up these fictional characters myself, you know. You know, And uh, the other ones was Tommy or uh, somebody, Tommy Cannabis. I forgot the name, you know. You know these, I got a couple of other ones on there, you know. I got this young lady on there as well. Matter of fact, I'm going to let you hear her right now. This is this young lady talking about her situation. And you decide if she's talking about she want to change or she feel like or you think that she She's comfortable with it, and she's in the body of Christ in the church. Let's listen to her, okay? You know, I, 
smoking, I think, uh, I smoke. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm saved, I'm a Christian and everything, you know. I, I heard about the grace message and everything like that. So, you know, I sincerely believe that Jesus died for my sins and his death, burial, resurrection, you know, and uh, I, I'm, I'm saved, you know. You know, and I, I, I'm glad God forgave me of my sins and everything. Cause every time I sin, it's all good now. You know, I'm all clean. So I feel that, uh, you know, I smoke. You know, I, I smoke three, three packs a day. You know, my, my, my man be talking about you smoke too much. My husband, you know, falls in there because we married. We're doing it the right way now. Don't judge. But we married and everything. We're doing it the right way. But I just smoke. I smoke cigarettes a lot. And, uh, you know, he, he tells me I smoke too much, too much and I need to stop that and everything. I say, it's okay. The Lord already forgave me. I don't think it's a sin, you know. <coughs> I don't think it's a sin, you know. But <coughs> I just need to clear my throat a little bit. But, I, you know, I like, you know, like smoking. You know, I think, you know, God took care of my sins and everything. You know, some things, you know, I remember a, person, a preacher was saying that some things were just going to have with us. You know, and, uh, you know, smoking is one of them, you know, you know, I drink a little bit, you know, before I said, I can control my drinking, you know, and I can stop smoking when I want, you know, I can stop anytime, I can stop smoking whenever I want, you know, you know, and everything like that by the grace of God, you know, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, but, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I just smoke, and I know, you know, I went to the doctor the other day, and, uh, you know, they say my throat was kind of clogged up and it's real dark and black down there. I don't know what they mean by that, but, you know, and I need to stop smoking and everything. And I just, and I said, yeah, I, I know I need to do that. You know, praise God, the Lord will take care of that. But if I die, you know, I'm going to heaven. You know, that's all I said. So I'm not too much worried about it. I know I'm, I'm, I'm saved by grace and I'm going to heaven. So, you know, but I know I need to stop that smoking and everything. But right now I like it, you know. And far as that, I be around a lot of smokers and I like to still, you know, do a little partying and stuff like that, you know. And the Lord needs to work with me on that. I know, don't just. Me. And the Lord needs to work with me on that, so don't be judging me and everything. But uh, you know, I'm a work in prog progress, you know, and uh, you know, but yeah, I know I need to stop that smoking, you know. It's, it's not bad, you know. I know it's bad. I mean it's bad. Okay, okay. All right. Now now I hope you listen to that uh and paid attention to that carefully. Now, for my listeners, to my listeners, all I want you to do, what do you think this person, this young lady that just had a, said a testimony sincerely, do you think she's struggling and looking for a change or you think she just became comfortable or she's just comfortable with that lifestyle? I'm going to let you decide on that, you know, and I'm going to just leave it at that and let you decide. What do you think? Because this is for your discernment so you can know how to answer people that ask certain questions. Are they giving you a testimony that uh, the praise that is okay on living a lifestyle now all this is according because all of them know and the body of christ that god has already forgiven them for their sins so if you listen to that in between you'll know they're putting a, they're putting a little foundation on the basis of that not saying that they like what they're doing because all of them seem to know that it's not good what they're doing when it comes to their physical body you know it affects them mentally as well, but when it comes to their physical body, all of them sincerely knows, you know, they honestly knows these characters that it, it does some type of affect them in some way. But are they are they are struggling? Yes, they are struggling both ways. But are they struggling and looking for help, or are they struggling and just saying, "Okay, I'm 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 okay with this. It's, I can't get no help. I'm comfortable with it because I like it." See, that's the difference when it comes to the church. Okay, that's the difference. Okay. 
I'm going to try to keep this a little longer. And what I'm going to do now, because I don't know if I want to make this a couple of sessions, I'm going to try to uh, try to do the best I can because I'm going to try to get into some other topics. Because it shouldn't take that long for this. It shouldn't take that long when it comes to that question. What did God feel about, you know, smoking marijuana or cannabis or smoking cigarettes or drinking alcohol or, you know, other drugs, illicit drugs that you might be into. It's not so much I'm focusing on illicit drugs because that's something you know how God feel about that. We don't have to guess that when it comes to snorting cocaine and, you know, heroin and stuff like that. If you struggle with that, uh, something is really wrong with your salvation or, you know, that's something, you know, you really have to deal with seriously, you know, you think you're comfortable or whatever, but maybe I'm, the most common ones that I'm going to deal with, because you should know about the other, how God feel about that, that's kind of self-explanatory common sense, but when it comes to smoking marijuana, when it comes to alcohol drinking, wine drinking, some people like to call it, or smoking cigarettes or whatever like that, how do you feel God, feel, what do you think God, how do you think God feel about that, and, uh, you know, whether you're struggling or whether you're just comfortable with that lifestyle, you know, because, you know, you feel you okay because he's not judging you for sins anyway. You're basing it on that now, basing it on that, you know, because some people in the grace movement or in the church believe they have sins. A lot of church denominations preach that you're going to hell and that you're sinning and God wants you cleansed and you should not doing it. You got to keep confessing when you're backsliding, they call it, or relapsing or whatever like that. You know, you, you, you know you're know, losing points and you got to keep confessing your sins. So a lot of people get scared out of doing what they're doing or they feel they're not getting no help within the church because every time they smoke a cigarette, they feel they're sinning. Every time they drink that little wine or alcohol, they feel they're sinning. They got to keep confessing, keep confessing. Most Pentecostal and denomination churches are strong against that, okay? Grace teaches, you know, in other words, we, we minister about your sins are already been dealt with. Your sins are already been taken care of before you even got saved. Therefore, I'm talking about those Christians that feel a little comfortable with what they're doing because, or they know that it's not right, but they feel it's okay because God is not charging you for your sins so therefore they feel comfortable in their lifestyle and how do God feel about that you know or is God angry at you that's what I want the point I want to get to but first of all I want to talk about Tommy Cannabis, Tommy Cannabis, you know, the character that I was talking about, you know, what his lifestyle, that he was an ex-drug dealer, far as marijuana, because uh, emphasis is on marijuana or cannabis, and he used to sell drugs or bone, that's what we used to call it back in the day in the 80s, and stuff like that, and he gave his testimony, you know, I'm not going to go back what he said, but you just go back and you listen to his testimony closely, how, you know, if you listen carefully, you see how he feel about it. You also heard the uh, little G about him, how he feel about it. Is he sincere? Is he comfortable with it? Or do you think he want to change? Or you go back to this other young lady, you know, I'm going to just say Sassy Sue, you know, just giving her the name because these are fictional characters that I made up, but they are real. They have real struggles that people struggle with in the body of Christ, you know, amongst other things. And I'm going to get into all that other stuff later when I get into sexual addictions and, and stuff like that, you know, which is going to be another hot topic. But I want you to, to I want you to be able to discern, discern that and mature yourself spiritually to know the difference and what do you feel about it according to what you know about the Word of God or the God of the Bible in this dispensation or God of the Bible, period. You know, he's the same God, but he just works different ways and different administrations for the same purpose. Christ, 
Okay, how do you feel about that? Or what do you think God feel about that? So let me just talk about marijuana. Tommy Cannabis, one of the characters with the deep bass voice. I call him Deep. I call him Deep. That's going to be the character known as Deep, you know. And uh, he talked about his his thing with marijuana, how he got back into marijuana for a holistic doctor he went to that encouraged him and everything like that for his back pain and his respiratory problems, etc. and stuff like that. And he done, he also, if you listen, he has done research about the goodness and uh, how good marijuana and cannabis is compared to other illicit drugs and stuff like that. I hope you follow that when he was talking about that. Okay. Once upon a time, in one of my uh, jobs I was at, man, this young lady was talking about the same thing and everything. And she had the same outlook. She wasn't a Christian, but she had the same outlook on marijuana. And she told me, uh, that's why, that's how I first uh, found out about DuckDuckGo, the search engine called DuckDuckGo. And she was talking about marijuana. She was hit some points because I have heard that before about marijuana. And she told me to look it up. And me, I like a challenge because I like to put that in my podcast, you know, because I had a different opinion about marijuana no matter what nobody says and different things. I've seen other things that may have affect that marijuana or cannabis, whatever you call it, can affect you in a certain way. Not so much, you know, but we got into the overdose part. And she put emphasis that she never heard of nobody or there's no, no history that's shown that anyone ever overdosed off marijuana. Now, this is her words, this young lady that was working with, this ex-co-worker. This is her uh, testimony of saying that she feels all right. The reason she said, I asked, I said, okay, you know. Why Why do you smoke it? Why, why do you smoke it? And I heard this before because she smoked a claiming that for medical reasons, you know, and make her feel better healthy. And she might be telling the truth, but I just discerned that she liked to make it the way it make her feel. And a lot of people ain't going to really say that because I was a big marijuana smoker. I smoked a lot of boy marijuana. I only smoked marijuana one because of my health, man. It made me feel good. It made me feel more confident, you know, brown, false false uh, strength, false boldness, and all that to me. I'm not saying that's her, but a lot of people you talk to, they always try to bring up the reason is for medical reasons. Most of it is, it is, but I believe in most of it because it relaxes you and it makes you feel better. Just be honest, it makes you feel good. I smoked it because it made me feel better, falsely, but it made me feel good. You know, it was a good feeling that I had. I was relaxed, I was more confident, you know, but we talked about that. And then she got into the history of it, and she knows she knows a lot of her history when it comes to that because that's her just that's her way of justifying the goodness of marijuana. She's not saying it's real good, but she will not say it's bad. She was just saying it's better than any other drug, according to scientists and you know uh, and stuff like that. Psychologists, when it comes to overdose and stuff, that's not a history of no one overdosing over marijuana. That was her point blank. Rebuttal for me. Therefore, what I do, I say, well, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to research it. She said, yeah, and I said, no doubt, I'm going to research it anyway. So I just researched it. I looked at DuckDuckGo. I think they'd be more honest in Google, you know, so I searched it in DuckDuckGo and everything like that about what she was saying about marijuana and stuff like that. And I found an article that was just coincided with she was saying. This is an honest research because I'm going to do my research and everything like that. But in my mind, I know marijuana is not all the way good for you. I already know that, but I'm just doing for the purposes of research and stuff like that, you know. And they were just saying there's no history, blah, 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 blah. But I always know in anything, 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal when a doctor or anybody said that no one has never overdosed over marijuana, according to their records, I always say this, not that you know of, because you don't know everything. Everybody does, re- does report their side effects, just like these these just poking and jabbing and stuff like that and other medical things. Everybody does not report their side effects, especially people that's on the street that smokes marijuana. They're not going to no doctors or veers or any type of play, uh, you know, outlet like they're just saying, man, I feel like this because of marijuana. Oh, I think my partner died because of marijuana. They're never going to say that, okay, first of all. So I, I don't never go 100% when somebody said, I could just say it's best, and some of them do be honest, they just said not that they, it's best, they never had any record showing that anybody overdosed over marijuana. Not saying that they never have, but they don't have any records. That does not mean that it never happened, according to me. It does not mean that. That's in anything, because only God knows who's out there that died and overdosed over marijuana. Now, let's talk about marijuana itself, since we're on this subject. Now, who created marijuana? Let me ask that again. Who created marijuana? And I'm, the, the why of marijuana is there's a why. I don't know the full, the, uh, the, the full reason why, but marijuana is created. Marijuana is one of the herbs that is created by God, the same as coca leaves and stuff like that. But what was marijuana? Is marijuana really created for healing? I believe it was. But not the way it is done or portrayed today. Because when man gets a hold of anything, he's going to corrupt it. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me put it that way. He's going to corrupt it. So the marijuana itself, and this is my opinion, the marijuana itself, itself, I believe, is good if it's used in the way God wanted you to use it. Let me say that again. I think marijuana usage is good if it was ever used the way God wanted to use it. What I mean by that, that's before the chemicals they put in it and before that other additives and other stuff that they put in these plants that give it that extra kick. That's not of God. The marijuana plant is, 
It can do its thing all by itself, but it got corrupted by man. Therefore, marijuana today is not ordained by God, in my opinion, because of how man have corrupted, corrupted it with the different additives and stuff like that. That's what I feel about marijuana. I think marijuana, I don't know the full detail and research on that, but yes, marijuana and cocoa leaves was on this earth, I believe, originally not for cocaine. Not for smoking it that way and, you know, whatever, how the world does it. Not even for cannabis use and stuff like that. I think it, it has just been abused. I think it was made and grew, you know, as part of creation and everything. But I always remember when I talked about a story before on one of my podcasts, whatever even grows on this earth has been corrupted. It's been corrupted because of the curse and the sin of Adam. It has been corrupted. If you go back to my previous podcast, it's a while ago, I talked about the creation is cursed. Man is cursed. Therefore, man finds something that was good by God and natural herbs and stuff like that, and they corrupt it. They made medicines out of it. They made certain pills and whatever. It was meant for good, but man corrupted it because they wanted it perfected. And anything... Anything that man's try to perfect is going to be imperfected because there's no perfection in man at all. But when God put it out there, it was good. Before the curse, it was good. Even going up through Moses, a lot of those herbs were good. There was no additives and all that stuff put in it like man of today does things. So that's my outlook on that. Okay, that's my outlook. This is not saying the Bible, but if you know the God of the Bible and creation and all that, you will know that how marijuana and coca leaves, and which is cocaine, is used today. They try to say, well, God made it. Why did he create it if he didn't want us to get a hold to it? No, God created it for a reason. Whatever reason that was, it has nothing to do for you to be addicted to it or use it as your supplement medicine over him to try to make you better and stuff like that. Just It, it was because God is going to be healing ways in a millennium kingdom that God is going to use, you know. But today, man has corrupted it. So that's my outlook. So no matter how you say how good marijuana is, it's going to be a defection in it because man is going to put something in it that's going to defect you even, what, even if they meant it for good. It's going to, something is going to turn out, going to turn out really not right. Whatever substance that man made, you can look at what they're doing now with bioweapons and stuff. Some of them probably be sincere what they're doing, but it's going to be corrupted. That's the way Satan is the god of this world. He's the prince of the power of this air. Therefore, whatever is made here for good for man, rather for good intentions, is not going to be perfect. I'm not saying all of it is real bad and evil and it's going to hurt you, but if you go through the history of pharmaceuticals or anything, it's a whole line of negative adverse effects that's going to affect your body because of the cursed earth and the way things are and made by man, not God, God, made by man. It was cursed and messed up by man, orchestrated by Satan, okay? So remember that. Now, I want you to ponder on that. I want you to ponder on that. A lot of you probably made your decision just for, for me saying that, how do God see those things? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some scriptures, okay? I read, the, I'm, looking, I'm looking at this article. And I'm going to finish off on this because I want to get into another subject. And then I'm going to continue on this. But I want to, I want to, I want to get into this right now, you know. Uh, it's this article uh, from Fox 13. Now, this is a secular, 
this is a secular news, and I don't I don't listen to a lot of things with the uh, mainstream media news or, or even from a lot of local news and stuff like that. But it's kind of surprising that they would even put this out there. How they just, you know, push the push of uh, cannabis and everything like that. So going back to the character Tommy Cannabis, Tommy Cannabis, going back to his character, how he said he researched and found the good in marijuana, and I'm not rebuking him on that, that character on that. But you have to learn how to do your own research because, believe me, it's out there. It's, certain, it's always usually another side when it comes to man-made stuff or man-formulated stuff, if you follow what I'm saying. It's always usually another side if you do your research. That's if you want to do your research. That's if you want to stop doing this. If you're cool with it, you're not going to want to search for that. Even a believer, body of Christ. You know, we're going to get into that later. But, you know, if you do your research, you can find it and everything. You know, don't always remember we have the Holy Spirit with us that, that will lead us to all truth. Holy Spirit will lead us to all truth. You know, and it's up to us to just follow his guidance and just start searching and discerning things ourselves. We don't have the Holy Spirit for nothing. A lot of us they ignore the Holy Spirit. You know, he's not here to tell you to, what to do with your life or what to buy at the store. No, but he gives you a discernment to learn how to look up things yourself without interfering in your walk. And that's the beauty about grace and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so therefore, I was looking up this article. And I'm not like other people. I was talking about God told me to do this. No, 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 no. I'm not not at all. I'm just saying the Holy Spirit gives you an option to use in your spirit to give you the discernment to look into things and comprehend certain things and discern certain things. That's all I'm saying. God is not talking to me in an audible voice. People abuse her too much. No, you'll never hear me saying that. Well, anyway, I was looking up this article. It's uh, Fox 13, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, Fox 13. And I want you, I'm gonna read this. It might take a little while. I don't know if I'm gonna read all of it, but my point, then I want to get into some scriptures. It's called If I Have Time, then I will finish off in the next article and, and, and some scriptures. But I want to read something, then I'll do my scriptures later and verses. It depends on the time constraints. Time constraints today is me being in a, a study room in the library, so I only have certain time to do this. So I might have to finish it off. I'm sorry, in another section, but it's worth waiting for. Please wait for me. Okay, it says in this article, Fox 13, Tampa Bay, reading. Now, remember marijuana, according to a lot of scientists and people like that, you know, they don't believe marijuana is marijuana, Monica, <laughs> is as dangerous as all the other illicit drugs that people overdose on or whatever like that, even this fentanyl and stuff like that or cocaine. <laughs> Or other things like that, or medicines and, and pills like that. They feel metal, um, medical marijuana is one of the safest. They put an emphasis on medical marijuana as one of the safest drugs uh, society believe today. Most, a lot of society, not most, but a lot of society, okay, believe that. Okay, even some believers, even some Christians, believe it or not. Okay. Now, reading medical marijuana does not help with anxiety, depression, Double risk of addition, study says. Now, let me read that again. Reading on this article. Medical marijuana does not help with anxiety, depression, double risk of addiction, study says. Now, see, this doesn't surprise me. That was my point when I was talking to the young lady. No matter what's on this earth that's supposed to be taking care of your desire, depression, whether it's antidepressants, which meant to be good, but man got a hold to it. They just messed it up. They got a lot of this stuff probably from leaves and, and certain plants, but they abused it and made it, you know, not right. It's going to be because man does that, you know. Not saying he's trying to be a Frankenstein, but they just made 
man try to do do things that God already made right? Why try to make something better that's already good by itself? Man try to make it better. And that's what happens to anything, even marijuana. So let me read this again. Medical marijuana does not help with anxiety, depression, double risk of addiction. Now, many people... Uh, you know, even when they passed the laws, they said it was for that, but we all know why they really passed the law. It was about the money. It was about that dollar. Now, let's just be real, but that's another story. Medical marijuana does not help with anxiety. And some people, like this young lady was saying, they helped her with her anxiety, her depression, and blah, 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 like that. But according to them, they're finding out there's double risk of addiction. That's not shocking to me. That's not shocking to me at all. It shouldn't be shocking to none of you all. There's always a risk of addiction on any drug. It's always a risk of addiction, even marijuana, and especially marijuana. You know, it might not be as severe as the other drugs, but it's always a risk. So let me continue to read the article. Los Angeles, a recent study found that medical marijuana fails to improve symptoms of pain. I'm not surprised. Anxiety and depression and effectively doubles the risk of developing addictive symptoms and cannabis use disorder. They call it the COD, could cannibal use disorder. Okay. The study published by researchers, research, excuse me, from Massachusetts General Hospital on March 18, not too long ago, also noted that up to one in five users of cannabis may develop could. What is could again? Cannibal use disorder. That means you become addictive. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Man-made, okay? Let's keep it reading. There have been many claims about the benefits of medical marijuana, like I was saying earlier, including the character uh, Tommy Cannabis. I gave him that name on purpose, <laughs> you know, so I can know you can know that he's dealing with his his comfortableness with uh, marijuana. Okay, there have been made many claims about the benefits of medical marijuana for treating pain, um, insomnia, anxiety, and depression, without sign, without sound scientific evidence to support them. Now, a secular article saying this, wow, how many things that we have been taking without sound scientific evidence? And I mean we, a lot, a lot. <laughs> Let's, let me continue. Without sound scientific evidence to support them, said Professor Jody Gilman in a news release. I'm surprised she haven't been censored. Okay, at least 1.4 million Americans are using marijuana for their health, according to an Associated Press analysis of states that track medical marijuana patients. Continue reading. And while marijuana has been shown to help ease pain and a few other health problems, so it, it, it does do that, according to this article. Two-thirds of United U.S. states have decided pot should be legal to treat many other conditions with little scientific backing. Well, no, they said this again. This is a bold statement by a secular newspaper. Two-thirds of U.S. states have decided pot should be legal to treat many other conditions with little scientific backing. Okay, although the effects of any substance vary from person to person, which is true, researchers found that those who consume cannabis with anxiety and depression had their highest risk of developing could. Could meaning you get addicted to it. Okay, that's all. I'm just going to leave it at that. When I, when I, when I mention could, that means you, you become addicted to it. Okay, like any other medicine or drug that you can become addicted to. That's, a, that's, a, that's one another flaw of marijuana as well that they, many people don't talk about, the addiction. And this first study of patients randomized to obtain medical marijuana cards, we learned there could be negative consequences in using cannabis for medical purposes. People with pain, 
anxiety, or depression symptoms fail to report any improvements, okay? Remember, I said that a lot of things that's out there, the majority, I believe, of people do not report the side effects. It's even with the poking and jabbing that's going on. majority of the people are not going to report the side effects, you know, or report how they are improving, okay? Most of us mentally. Okay, let's get into that because we're not talking about poet and jail now. For those who with insomnia experience improved sleep, okay, Gilman added, states that expanding the use of medical pot for common ailments such as severe pain, post-traumatic stress disorder, and anxiety saw a boost in enrollment, the AP found. Continuing, the United States government, you know, had evil they are. The United States government, meanwhile, both considers marijuana and illegal drugs a therapeutic herb worth more study. Okay, anything the government get a hold to. And I don't mean everybody that works in a government program. I'm talking about the elite government. It's for one reason. Themselves. It's for money. It's for power. Not so much. Let me get this straight. Not so much of your health. They want you to stay sick so they can just distribute this stuff. This is a known fact. They want you to stay sick. If everybody got healed or natural healing stuff and stuff like that, they'll go out of business. So, therefore, let's not, let's get this government belief. That should be an X right there. That should be a red flag when the government is mentioned of their consideration and their endorsement of any drug. That should be a red flag for any of us, especially the body of Christ. We ought to know better. Okay, continue reading. Evidence to support health claims of medical marijuana. Besides chronic pain, there is strong evidence marijuana or its ingredients can cause na- ease nausea and vomiting from chemotherapy and help with symptoms of multiple sclerosis. Now, that's another story about chemotherapy. Several European countries have approved Sativex, a mouth spray containing THC and CBD, CBD for multiple sclerosis symptoms last year. Last year, U.S. regulators approved Apodiolex, made from CBD. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm throwing it out there, to treat two rare seizure disorders, THC. THC causes marijuana's mind-altering effect. CBD doesn't get people high or whatever that means. British drug maker GW Pharmaceuticals is seeking U.S. approval for Savitex, Sativex. Other companies are pursuing food and drug administration backing for products based on marijuana ingredients. I'm getting too loud now. I forget I'm in the study room. (laughs) Arizona-based Insize Therapeutics, which filed for bankruptcy protection in 2019 as it faced fallout over its marketing and addictive Opioid painkiller has developed CBD drugs for two types of childhood epilepsy and rare genetic disorder. Okay, I'm not going to read all this. Let me just let me jump to something. There is so much to read here. Uh, then I'm gonna go down and say, can cannabis cure cancer? Despite online claims, there's only weak evidence that marijuana's ingredients might one day be used to treat cancer. Most studies have been in animals or in the lab results have been mixed. In one study, nine patients with an aggressive form of brain cancer had THC injected into their tumors. Any effect on their survival was unclear. Of course it was. Another study found worrying evidence that marijuana might interfere with some cancer drugs, making them less effective. Okay, so you have Two outlooks on cannabis and marijuana, but the point is that cannabis, marijuana, 
can cause some type of adverse effect. Now, the overdose part, when they say there's never been any claims that nobody overdosed over marijuana, let's not look at the marijuana leaf itself. Let's look what they put in the marijuana. So, according to my opinion, you can overdose on anything that they put on marijuana now, but if it's a regular marijuana itself, there's no evidence of that, I can say. But far as that, we have no idea of everybody that smoked marijuana that did not die after marijuana. I'm sure there's someone out there. I'm almost positive it is because of what's put in marijuana. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Okay, you, you read that. So all you cannabis, uh, you know, worshippers or whatever like that, that's in the body of Christ that smoke marijuana today and cannabis today, you know. That's that's the take on that according to some uh, such studies. I'm sure there's others, you know. And uh, so it's, it's, it's been proven according to their studies in Fox, Fox, uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, that medical marijuana does not help with anxiety, depression, double risk of addiction studies. In other words, it, it's shown that it's not helping with anxiety or depression, but you can't get hooked on it. <laughs> you can't get addicted to it. I'm not surprised about that because what they put in it. Okay. You think they just pull up the leaves and just sell it and just, you know, whatever like that? No, they, they, they do experiments on it and everything. They start adding additives and all kind of mess or whatever like that, you know. And so, therefore, to me, in my opinion, I, I don't think no drug is 100%, 100% safe because of this imperfect earth. There's no drug. That's a hundred percent safe. It's really not. You could take aspirins and everything like that and Tylenol or I like a lean, whatever like that. It does take care of my headaches, but I'm not fool enough to think it's a hundred percent safe. You know, I don't know everything that it's doing to me that makes me feel better, but it doesn't heal, but it makes me feel better. But I, I know it does not a hundred percent safe because we living in a cursed, unperfect, cursed world that's made by man. Okay, so nothing is never a hundred hundred percent safe. It's just a substitute. Uh, just a band-aid. Always remember that it's never here to hundred percent heal you, it's just a band-aid, okay? All right. Now we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy. Eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday oh come on now you know you deserve it a steak patty on any mcdonald's breakfast sandwich i mean any breakfast sandwich biscuit mcmuffin bagel mcgriddles a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich and when you order through the app buy one and get one free now go get them Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. I'm hoping I'm, I'm getting somewhere with this. I'm hoping I'm getting somewhere with this, you know. And uh, I might be moving my, because uh, I'm doing this on a smartphone. And uh, if I sound like I'm in and out because, you know, I'm moving my hands and sometimes I might move the phone away from my mouth as, as I speak. But what did God feel about that person? Okay, this is my take on Tommy Cannabis. My answer to Tommy Cannabis, I already noticed why I made the character. Tommy Cannabis, to me, is honest. 
and he's in the body of Christ. Now, Tommy Cannabis, that character with the deep voice, is honest about his assessment of smoking marijuana or cannabis, whatever like that. But even Tommy, uh, even before I even read this article, that character, Tommy Cannabis, found himself addicted to marijuana again, even though they said you cannot get addicted. And uh, they said that marijuana is one of the safest. He found himself hooked up or the feel-good part of it and the high part of it. Therefore, he likes it. And then if someone, I think he said also, if someone asks him for his advice, he would tell a fellow Christian or anybody that he feels, according to what he feels, and let's talk about the feelings, that it's okay. Not what the Word of God says or what the Bible says, but it's what he feels. Okay. Then the other yellow, you got, you got, uh, Little G talks about he smokes it through the pipe, cannabis, and, you know, he's smoking through the pipe. Therefore, he's still doing it somewhat, and he, he, he really likes it and everything. Little G already has issues with memorization. Little G uh, has issues with, you know, pronunciation and stuff like that. So, it's a lot of things is altered because of his lifestyle of choosing to, he, uh, you know, to uh, smoke marijuana or cannabis or whatever out of a pipe. Now, the young lady, you can also hear the her voice is kind of scratchy because of the cigarettes. She likes smoking cigarettes. And you can hear the scratchiness in her voice, even though, you know, she don't have cancer or anything like that, you know, but you can hear the scratchiness and you can hear other things. Plus, she mixes with a lot of drinking sometimes. And she also mentioned that she still likes to party a little bit. Now, these are people in the body of Christ that never fully just gave their time to Christ. They just do certain things. Not saying that they are bad, not saying that uh, their sins are going against them, because that is true. God is not charging them for their sins or their lifestyle. He is not condemning them for that. Therefore, they use that even in their testimony. Not so much Little G, I don't think, but uh, Tommy Campbell, this is the other characters I played before, and uh, also this young lady. They are comfortable doing what they're doing because they feel their sins have been forgiven. And they sins have been forgiven, but they didn't get comfortable. I don't believe they started off their way. I believe they just relapsed, and now they're comfortable with it, okay? That's my point I made up. That's why I made up those characters, because there are real people in the church that's either struggling or living a lifestyle of sin, not only when it comes to additives like marijuana and drugs, but I'm talking about sex, and I'm talking about other things as well, adultery and fornication and everything. So I'm getting to that later. But I wanted to just throw that out there. You know, I wanted to just throw that out there. And, uh, okay, what do I feel about it? I'm not going to get into that, but what I'm going, not now, I'm going to make that last. But what I want to do right now, if you really want to know how God feel about his children that's in the body of Christ, feel about certain things when it comes to putting it in your body or your lifestyle, we could easily find out when you read the scriptures, especially for the dispensation of grace today, the teachings of the Apostle Paul for Romans to um, Philemon, the 13 epistles, epistles meaning letters from Paul. He have certain ways and he, that's revealed through Jesus Christ's heavenly ministry how the church should conduct themselves. Many of us don't even read those. <laughs> Excuse me. That's why they're kind of comfortable of doing what they're doing, or they don't take it seriously because these denominational believers and grace believers, because they know God is not condemning them for their sins, most of them. You know, some of them, 
you know, that does do this. Let me talk about the two church people. You got the church people don't believe God has already forgiven them their sins. Therefore, they live this way and they keep going and confessing every Sunday and Sunday. Talking about, I sinned this. I sinned this. Lord, I've done it again. So they keep going Sunday to Sunday. Now, these denominational church in them. You know, believers. I'm not saying they're not uh, really, really uh, in the body of Christ. You know, I'm just, just, just say they're in the body of Christ. I'm going to use that, and they believe that they're wrong what they're doing. That's why they keep confessing their sins. They keep going up to the altar every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday, confessing their sins. Those are the ones who don't believe that God is not judging them on their sins. They're going up there for nothing. They worsen. They exercising and losing weight back and forth, just going back and forth, saying, "Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I'm." Confessing of my sins. Now let me let me say this first, and I'm gonna get to about what I'm saying. It's not the wrong with telling God that how you feel about your sins. When I sin, I say, God, I thank you for forgiving me for the sins I have committed. The ones that I know and the ones I don't know. I don't go to God saying, Lord, forgive me for this sin. Because I know. Now, this is just me. I know he already are forgiving me. I just like that. I just like to address to God that I'm not living loosely, even though he knows it anyway. And I just acknowledge that I am aware that my sins is taken care of. But at the same time, I'm aware that also that I just can't keep doing it. Not, I can't just live any type of way, and I won't help any sins. That's the difference. I'm not confessing that God cleansed me from the sins because I know I'm already cleansed. I'm confessing and coming to him because I'm thanking him for cleansing me for those sins that I've already done, past, present, and future, and I don't want to keep doing it. I need help in that area. That's the difference. That's a true confession. Thanking God for forgiving you of your sins, not thanking God and asking him to cleanse you from it. He already done that. You're asking God and thanking him because of what he done. That's the difference that people are confused in the church today and it's not being taught in the church denominational-wise, okay? They're going to keep going up to the altar to, about their sins. It ain't about your sins. It's about your lifestyle. God is not charging you for your sins God is looking at your lifestyle, but he's not condemning you for it because you're already in the body of Christ. But it's uh, it, it can it will sin will affect your lifestyle. Sin will affect the way you think. Sin will affect. It might even take you home early because of your lifestyle. God is not charging you with it. That don't mean you're not going to suffer the consequences of sin. He's just not charging you for it. Okay. Okay. Now, when it comes to the grace believers, the ones that already know, like myself and others, that God has already cleansed us from our sins, they don't go confessing their sins, but they get comfortable. They can get. They don't start off their way, but they get comfortable doing things that they know God is not. You know, even though they know God is not pleased with it, they think God is so soft that He just looks over it and everything like that because the sins are forgiven, and which they are. But it still affects your body. It still is going to leave you in a very condemned, guilt-filling way until you get comfortable with it. Then you just say, "I know my sins forgiven," and whatever. Your psyche and your inner spirit and Holy Spirit will always convict you of what the wrong that you are done, not condemn you, but will always convict you. Therefore, you'll never get away with it. But you can get numb and comfortable and living that way based on especially you knowing God has already forgiven you of your sins. That's the problem with the grace believers so it's going to affect them in that way. Now with all that said I hope you all get, you understood what I'm saying there. With all that 
said. I like to give different aspects because the different denominations, they teach in different ways. But I'm talking about true believers, not churchgoers. True believers, when I be talking about that, I'm talking about true believers that's in the body of Christ that's struggling with these things. Not the unsaved. The world will do what the world do. That's just the world. The world will have the inner man in them. So the world will do what the world do. But when it comes to the body of Christ, the body of Christ struggle in one way or the other or they get their struggle and they get comfortable with their lifestyle. It's the time I got comfortable with my sin, but I still was being convicted and I was never getting no peace because I got comfortable. I had to get out of that comfortable lifestyle and start seeking God's ways and doing things that get me away from that comfortable, sinful living lifestyle. Even though I know my sins were forgiven, I never got cocky enough to believe that I can keep doing it, but you have others that does that, so that's a difference. Mine was a struggle, even though I got comfortable, it still was a struggle and I still wanted to change. I'm talking about the ones that got comfortable and they just going to just give up and just say, this is where I'm going to be until Christ come get me. There's a difference. There is a difference with these characters I made up. That's myself that made up these characters. I done that because there's people out there that that's either struggling or living comfortable in their sin. Said you I thought it was talking away. No, your, your sin nature is not taken away. You still go sin. It's just God is not counting it against you or imputing it against you, according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 and other scriptures that's proven that. But you still can be, you still gonna sin because you're living in that sin nature. It's just a matter of you struggling and trying to get it together or you're getting too comfortable with it. That's my point. Now, for both. This is for both, but mainly for the ones that's uh, comfortable with it and try to justify living that type of life, you know. Now, a cigarette sin, a cigarette whatever like that, remember, focus is not on the sin, folks. So it's not important to know if cigarette sin. Even if, it, even if it is a sin, God is not charging you for that. But it can, now, could it affect your health and affect your body? Yes. Yes. So don't get stuck on the sin. Sins have been dealt with. But that does not mean you can still lose your life. You can still catch cancer. You can still become an alcoholic. Those things can still happen and you can still die, okay? Because your sin nature is what it is. It's a sin nature, okay? So let me read some scriptures. And this is for both. And then I'm going I'm to I'm stop it for now because my time is running out. All right. This will give you a picture. This is to the Apostle Paul. And to the church. I'm going to try to go until my time is up because I have about, what, 15 more minutes. So I'm going to try to just read this in the book of Ephesians. This is Ephesians 5. You know, I'm going to try to get into there <coughs> about, you know, certain things that Jesus taught Paul about the church. Now, he's, Paul is always talking to the church. And bad. now it's not saying specific what you need to stop, you know, doing or naming out. But common sense to tell you what God do not like his children to be involved in and what we must do. Okay. So pay attention to this. Let's go. King James version. Okay. Chapter five. This is Ephesians five and one reading. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Now he's talking to us, the body of Christ and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savior. Now, these are the things, not named, but you understand what he's talking about. And this, you should know the decision right there without any consequences. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, 
let it not be once named among you as becoming saints, okay? Those things, okay? These are some other things. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of things. For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an adulterer hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Now, when it says that, that don't mean you're not going to heaven. That just means this is how you was before. You know, they had a person that's doing this is not a saved person. They don't have a heritage in the kingdom of God. You know, the ones that's not saved. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children is uh, disobedience. Vain mean empty. Okay. Let's go down a little further, a little further here. Okay. <coughs> For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness. I'm going to nine now. Fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto God. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them or expose them. Now, what is what is the unfruitful works of darkness? Is marijuana smoking one of them? Is drinking all that alcohol one of them? We're going to get into what God feel about drinking. I'm going to break that down probably in another segment because I don't have a short time. Because I'm not, I'm, I can see right now I'm going to finish with this. But all things that I reproved or all things that I exposed or made manifest by the light for whatsoever doth make known or manifest is made known. Wherefore he said to wait thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, that you walk cautiously. Circumspectly, another definition is cautiously, not as fools but as wise. Redeem the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be, and be not drunk with the wine. And it said, don't drink wine, but be not drunk with the wine, wherein this access will be filled with the spirit. That means reckless living, reckless living. Now, you heard this certain testimony. One person that liked to drink, he said, does certain things. But all that drinking, even certain wines, can lead to reckless living. Now, you got wine used for different reasons. And Paul talks about that even when he talks about Timothy and everything. So, speaking yourselves with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks for all things and to the God. Then he goes to different things like that. Colossians as well talks about that. I know, talk about your lifestyle and different things like that. So, we need, we need to... Do this. Let's read Colossians 3 right quick. Colossians 3 and 45. This is what we should be doing. Mortify, therefore, uh, <clears throat> or putting to death, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Fornication again, uncleanness. Uncleanness is anything that you're doing that's not pleasing to God. Whether it's over drinking, whether it's smoking, all that is going into the temple. Inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetous, and which is adultery, for which things the wrath of God coming on the children of disobedience. Not to be saved, but the children of disobedience, okay? No, you're not to put off all these wrath, anger, man. Okay, I'm going to get into that later when I talk about anger. But I have more scriptures to show how a member of the body of Christ should treat their bodies and should things we need to put off. Therefore, certain things... The Holy Spirit will convict in your heart to let you know. If you have any type of conviction of that lifestyle or what you're putting in your body, you don't need me or nobody else telling you what you should do. The Holy Spirit and your spirit man is within you to let you know if you're doing wrong or what. If it's affecting your body like one of the testimonies I played uh, previously ago that is affecting this liver and then one guy said it was affecting this, that tells you right there it's no good for you. It's no good for your body if, it's, if that's the cause. So whatever you put in your body, you know, um, whether it's drinking, whatever like that, uh, 
you you're comfortable with it you know it's not good and you're basing everything on your feelings not because it's so much pleasing to god or unpleasing to god you're basing it all on the way it makes you feel you already walk on a thin line i want you to think about that then i have to go so i want you, i'm going to continue to this about marijuana smoking and different things like that then we're going to get into uh you know different other aspects of illicit drugs or you know whatever i just put emphasis on marijuana today you must come to your conclusion body crisis marijuana and uh, uh cannabis good for you now you heard my side of the story or, or research you know tony cannabis the fictional character and other people they must look at the other side of the face never believe that there's a drug out there that's 100 percent safe there's no such thing so don't make that as excuse also body of christ don't make it as excuse to sin god says should we sin because we saved by grace what did he say god forbid in other words a, a translation of course not let's not go living an illicit life that's like the world anything that's like the world what the world do it's not right for you and your body because your body is a temple of the holy ghost i want you to remember that i'm not trying to tell you what to do but with love as the body of christ you shouldn't have to ask that question you should have an answer question what will god see this read more scriptures i'm going to get into some more scriptures find scriptures yourself that's just contrary of see your life lined up of what the teachings of the apostle paul and his pistols are saying that we should live that's all you have to do this is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. My time is running short, but I want to get more into this before I get into another subject when it comes to uh, addictive ways, whether it's sexual addiction and stuff like that. I'm going to pinpoint it with my opinion, and I'm going to break it down. How did God deal with that? And I'm going to deal on another subject coming up in the future. And this is going to be a touchy one. It's, it's an added on topic. I want to talk about it. And this can this can this can be any type of addiction or lifestyle. This lifestyle, after I get out this series we're dealing with, <clears throat> can homosexuals go to heaven? Or will homosexuals go to heaven? We're going to get into that and that's going to come to that when I started off. It depends what's been asked. Okay, can homosexuals go to heaven? Now, this is not the bash homosexuals or nothing like that. The reason I'm bringing this up because that's a topic that's so hot today, and many are claiming that you can. It ain't. It's always when people talk about can adulterers and fornication and stuff like that. You don't hear that about going to heaven. But when it comes to homosexuals, that's a hot topic, and a lot of people are being deceived, and we need to mess with that. But I'm gonna get into that later. I'm gonna finish off with this, and I'm gonna get into sexual addictions and that. So stay tuned for that on the body of Christ Real Talk. I love you all. The ones that have never been saved and never accepted Jesus Christ in your life, be prepared. Get ready. Believe in his death, burial, resurrection. That's all you have to do is not your sins according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. It's your faith. It's your belief. And believing in that. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Love y'all. Stay tuned for some more hot topics and continuation on this hot topic. God bless you. Love you. Left out. Bye-bye. Adios. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.